All right, welcome back to the Modern Eater Show. Wrapping it up right here at uh, Pizza Republica in Landmark and with my friend George Eater. Greg Hollenbeck. I know, what a great show <laughs> so far. Thank you. James Doxson. I know, a disciple of George Eater. <laughs> Employees are everything. You got to have folks back to work. Okay, state of the state. Today, George, tell us what you were doing this morning. We just finished up our all our paperwork for our second round of PPP, and we're like everybody gearing up for the reopening of mm -hmm. restaurants because we see restrictions easing. We see sentiment changing, which mm -hmm. is the biggest thing. You can see the guests are a little more comfortable with going out. Half of my staff is vaccinated mm -hmm. at this point. Yes. More are getting vaccinated every week. Yep. Same with the guests that are out there. So people's sentiment towards going out to eat mm -hmm. and getting out of the house and exploring it feel literally feels like springtime when you're in high school and restrictions right? lifted restrictions and, are lifted and when you have a very um uh, airing on the air conservative uh governor polis who wants to make sure everybody's safe right mm -hmm. um coming out and openly saying i'm hoping by all-star week in denver yep. that it will be a mask off endeavor so when you open up regulations loosen and uh, with more guests means needing more employees. Yes. It's a very easy equation. There were two times throughout this past year where you had to furlough pretty much the lion's share of your employees. Same yep. with you. Yep. Uh, what does that mean? Putting them on the bench. When you're on the bench, what are you gonna do? The more reading that I've done, and I, and I read a really um, uh, poignant piece from Eater uh, today actually of where are all of the restaurant workers? So when you furlough an employee, PPP, Payroll Protection Program. That is a government-funded program aiming towards bringing your employees back to work. When you go for PPP, what's the first thing you do? You offer your employees work, right? Exactly. Okay, so at that point in time, they have the opportunity to say yay or nay, correct? Yep. Okay, so there's one mindset that says employees are just sitting on the bench collecting unemployment for a myriad of reasons. It could be I don't feel safe to go back to work. It could be um, there's another opportunity that I'm waiting for. There could be a lot of reasons why. But when you offer them a position back, that's a job that has to be reported to the unemployment division Correct. that says that uh, they were offered a job. If they're still collecting unemployment, it's not because of a lack of, a, of an opportunity. Yeah. And like the first go around at PPP, everybody was in the same boat, right? We offered it back, we paid out the PPP monies, took care of our staff, but that only lasted for like 12 weeks. We've all been closed for 60 weeks. Yes. Okay. I'm glad I could get enough money to help them for the 12, but they had to live for an entire year of, of, through a COVID shutdown, whether it be supplemental unemployment or that. So you got to realize restaurant employees can't wait forever to get their job back. Yes. They still have to feed their families, pay rent, four roommates living together, still got to scrape together enough coin to take care of things. Yeah. Now that we're starting to come out of that, there's a $300 a week bump in unemployment. Turbo unemployment. So we got some turbo unemployment. It's not as turbo as it was before, yep. but it's still turbo. Turbo enough. Okay. Where they can get that supplemental. At least they can pay some rent or something with that. And... You know, I think a lot of people that were in the restaurant business, it was not an easy year, right? Some people just left out of either clear frustration or 
hey, let's try a new career path to see if we like this better than the restaurant See what's out there. Okay. See what's there, right? Let's go work for Amazon or Tesla. Okay, because, you know, hey, Amazon's always hiring, and then they're always growing, so is Tesla. Let's go work in an Amazon warehouse and see if I like that better than... Or let's be an entrepreneur. Yeah. Let's try my own side hustle. Mm-hmm. Let's try my own gig. It was kind of the year of taking chances. So I, when rest- I should have been a professional Twitch video game streamer. <laughs> <laughs> Would you have been good at that? Somehow, no. I don't know. <laughs> I'm terrible at yeah, it. But maybe day trading, but yeah, not. Maybe that. day trading. Maybe day trading. So um, here's where the rubber hits the road. It's time to get back to work, right? People are making decisions. Turbo unemployment, I think, goes through the lion's share of the summer. Mm-hmm. It's only going to last so long. But there has to be an accountability factor. First of all, we talk about service industry. A lot of friends and family, right? I mean, there's a lot of lifers mm-hmm. within the business. But then there are a lot of transient workers yeah. through the restaurant industry. Water finds its own level in a lot of circumstances in life, whether it be relationships or jobs. You throw that water out there, it tries to find where the path of least resistance is. The path of least resistance with a lot of restaurant workers, servers, back of the house, is that maybe they're trying to find the best job that they can possibly land. You had a great notion of the reset button for hospitality and service industry to where you think it's going to go back to the youth and the youngsters because the 10-year, the 20-year restaurant employees maybe on to other things are looking to the cream of the crop of that job. Go to that mindset that you have. Historically, the restaurant business has always been the kicking off point for somebody's career. I know when I started working, it was at my uncle's pizza place making pizzas. It's an easy transition, easy to get into, and people are very willing to train. You know, when you get to, you know, a chef at James level, yes, it's still fun to go out and cook, but what's more fun is to teach somebody else how to cook mm-hmm. and to show them around the ropes of the kitchen or how to make a cocktail or the steps of, the steps of service and you can watch little light bulbs go on and off in people's heads. And the f- real fun thing of the business, you can have some very seasoned service staff and seasoned bartenders and they're to the point where they want to start teaching somebody else. You got to bring in the the younger crowd and the rookies and invest that time and watch those light bulbs go off. You create new passions and new energies mm-hmm. with that younger younger crowd because the people that were in this business last year and that were there for five or ten years, it was a tough year for everybody. They may be out of that completely. Some may be in real estate. Some may be growing weed. Some might be growing mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Some might be doing video game streaming. Are we, right? are we seeing that the <laughs> appeal or the, the, the lore or the shine is wearing off the apple of working within the industry because the industry just isn't viable right now because the money's not to be made with tip pooling, nuances, minimum wage, so many th- lack of benefits, lack of health care. Are we seeing a, a correction that's happening right now, Chef? Uh, I, I don't know. You know, th- a lot of what I've seen in social media and a lot of people's posts and a lot of people's discussions that I've been hearing around lately is... Yeah, a lot of industry people, whether it's line cooks or servers, um, are upset or disappointed by the wage uh, that they're that they were making, and I don't know if that's in relation to mm-hmm. how much money they're making on unemployment, and now they're spoiled um, and have have seen that. Uh, I don't want to be negative about that. Uh, we also had the wage increase, of course, minimum wage mm-hmm. uh, increase, which for tipped employees is 
amazingly high mm -hmm. uh, now, and they're making very good wages. Um, and we're definitely trying to be more competitive uh, with those hourly wages and yeah. on the cook side, non-tipped employees as right. well. Now, so I, I don't know. Um, I, I think they, a lot of people got a bad taste in their mouth um, is what I'm seeing. And I'm seeing a lot Use of- Use you when you need me. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Follow me twice. Yeah, exactly. Where's the loyalty? Yeah. Why couldn't you stick with me? Right. Well, let's go to that question then. Okay, we talk about, uh, now you've, you've got to romance me again. I, and you're in a small margin business. I mean, uh, making seven, eight percent off the bottom line as far as revenue goes, that's like unheard of. I mean, that's, that's a dream. The margins are very small. What's the incentive, George? How are we going to get folks back to work? And how are they going to fall in love with the business again and making it a functional, everyday way of life to where it's not just a transient job, but it's a profession. Well, I think it, one, we all do this because we love it. And you got to reinstill that passion. And, you know, for the first time, and I can't tell you how long, almost a year, we had a group food tasting with my servers. We're going to start back to wine tastings and beverage tastings, almost like what we, what we did here today, because it's starting to get to that safety point where you can, where you can do that. And as you grow that passion, you're going to grow people. And I think industry-wide, we all need to take a hard look at the discrepancy between what the front of the house tipped employees make versus what the back of the house employee make and narrow that wage gap, which a lot of that is coming from the tip pooling area where rather than your, your kitchen guy making 15, 16, 17, 18 an hour, which I don't, you know, minimum wage, I don't care if they make it 17, you Isn't can't you can't hire a dishwasher for less than if for minimum wage minimum wages yeah. now nobody will work for that. Here's where it gets sticky <laughs> because <laughs> this is this is the quickening this is the the evening of balance again. But a lot of these professionals that came in they could make a few hundred bucks a night. It, they were selling themselves. They were selling their stories. They were selling their connectivity. If you're a great bartender, it shows. And it's like why shouldn't I make all that money because I commanded this bar tonight? Why am I going to pay out this guy? Why am I going to pay out this lady? H how is this going to all make sense for me? Is it going to become a day now to where hospitality is welcome to Jiffy Lube. May I take your order? How do you want your steak done? No, I still think you want that personal connection. And yes, there are some very talented servers and very talented bartenders. But you got to remember those talented servers and bartenders can't do with what they do without a talented busser. But why wouldn't I go to real without estate? Without a talented host, without a... If you want to go to real estate, go to real estate. Where's your passion? Well, I, I interrupted your train of thought because I think it's really good. You're saying that it takes a team to be able to make you highlight. Yes. To be successful. So why not take a team mentality to how the tips break down? Great point. Let's take a look around right now. Jay, grab a, a wandering camera because I want to show, here's a Friday before dinner service and look behind you, George. This is your team that's at work now. This is training at its at its, at its finest. This is the quiet before the storm and you don't train right now. They're ready to go. What does it take to build a team right now post-COVID? Dedication is what it takes to do it. You just have to, you got to realize that everybody's an individual and you've got to keep approaching it like that. We're all in this together. And, it, you know, we're not going to open up our seating until we're ready to open up our seating for us. Yeah. Regardless of what Pola says, it's, is my staff comfortable and do they feel safe? So if I've got, you know, one person doesn't want to give it a vaccine and 99 who do, until those 99, 
are comfortable and fully mm -hmm. vaccinated, we're going to keep a distancing the way it is. I guarantee you know each and every one of these individuals, first names, last names, probably their mother, probably if they have any kids, what part of town they live in, what their happiness is drawn from, what their hobbies are. Same with you, Chef. It's, it's a matter of building a team that's a family, and that's really the appeal to why people want to come back to the service industry. They call it misfit toyland, man, and I, I, mean, I wouldn't really necessarily disagree with that, but I also am very sensitive to the issue because these are a lot of my friends. And when you have friends that you see are suffering and reluctant to come back to the industry that they once loved because it pinched them, it squeezed them out of the business, how do we open that back up? I'd love to hear from each one of you. We'll start with you, George. What's the pitch to people to say, come back to work? I mean, think about it. Half of the restaurants are around that were before, and half of the employees of half of those restaurants are gone. There should be an influx of employees with the amount of restaurants that are left. Where are the employees? That's the conversation we're having, George Eater. They've transitioned to other industries. You know, you, survivability. Grab this slide. Talk to people. Survivability is everything, and people are born survivors. If you lose your job, you're going to go out and find another one. You've got to figure out how to pay that bill. And if I can't fulfill that need in the restaurant business for you to be able to pay your bills and Jeff Bezos did with Amazon, or you went to trimming weed, or you went into real estate, and you know, I had a great DJ friend of mine, couldn't DJ, couldn't do weddings all this past year. You know what he did? He got his real estate license. He's selling houses. He's figuring out a way to make it work, okay? But God and bless you, you got jobs though, George. You have jobs, you have people that you yeah. wanna come see you. You wanna put people to work. What's the incentive to come work for George Eater? Because it's right now it's family, okay, and everybody asks me if I have kids, and I'll give them the same answer. <laughs> they're all here. <laughs> I have two wives, which are both restaurants, and <laughs> when they're both up and running, I've got about a hundred kids, okay. Right now, thirty-seven kids, okay. So I got one wife and thirty-seven kids now. The other wife is sleeping, and we're about to wake up all the kids <laughs> right. at the downtown location. Okay? I love that. And, uh, and that's it, because I have, you know, my same daytime expo has been the same guy since the first day we opened. Yeah. And that coming in May is 12 years ago. So Rafa's been there the entire time. He's still there. You've got the same course, <laughs> James. Yeah, Rafa. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. And, he's, and he's still there. And we try and just treat everybody fairly. And, yes, we're going to have to address this wage discrepancy yeah. and figure out how to make that work. And I think we, we've got a pretty good plan downtown that lets – the kitchen make a little bit more, the buzzers make a little bit more, and the service staff make more consistently. Because throughout this, you know, you hear a lot of gruff about tip pooling and that kind of stuff, or tip share, and then leveling out those it wages. It was inevitable. Yeah, level out those wages, but it, it was inevitable. And I think the service staff and the bartender staff felt it most through COVID because they're not reporting all those tips and wages, so their unemployment checks are next to nothing. Okay, where in the kitchen, yes, you're making 17, 18 bucks an hour. You've got a consistent wage when you went to get your unemployment. With the boost, you were doing pretty good, right? Yep. So there's a definite catch 22. If this ever happens again, hey, you might want to be in a situation where everything's showing up on a check 
rather than taking it home or you know taking it across the street to spend it on a shot of Jameson and a beer. Totally. Right. Okay. Yeah. So we've seen some of that too, and and uh, James Docks and Vibe Concepts. Yeah. And we, we've seen some of that too, and, and we definitely have gotten a lot of front of the house employees back, but the kitchen is really hard to staff right now. Interesting. Um, because they're making such good money on unemployment possibly, because yep. they moved to a different industry possibly, um, you know, who knows. Uh, and, and the big thing there I think you touched on is family, right? Mm -hmm. It is such a family, it's, I mean, Vibe Concepts, we're all about the vibe. You have to have that good vibe between you and your staff, mm -hmm. between you and your guests, between you and your community. And uh, that family vibe isn't, it's always gonna be there with us. You know, it's always gonna be there at, at restaurants that care, uh, like Pizza Republica and, and Vibe Concepts. And the biggest, the biggest point that I wanna make is, is all of these employees that don't wanna come back maybe because they were hurt um, by the industry or, or, you know, soured. They're just, just yeah, soured. they have a bad taste in their yeah. mouth. You know what? That's fine. If you want to find another, uh, nobody's going to stop you from bettering yourself. Nobody's going to stop you from, from, from finding that next, that next real estate job or, or figuring things out on your own. Good for you. Good for you. But at the end of the day, you're not going to get that family vibe from any other industry I agree. than ours. I really you're not agree. gonna yep. get that family vibe. So you're, you're yep. gonna come back. I'm not worried about it. Um, well, it, I mean, it, it may start oh. at the beginning again with the youngster. Right, right? exactly. We're gonna get it back one way or another, yeah. but it's, it's because of that family and it, that vibe. It's the evening right now, and truly, um, whether it's uh, just because more guests or uh, supplemental government uh, infusion of cash yeah. through and, PPP. And right now it's tough to get people to come in and apply mm -hmm. because that big PPP stimulus check just hit, right? Mm -hmm. People are only a few weeks out. If you look at your bank account and it's full, you're like, yeah, let's go on vacation. Yep. Let's buy a big screen yeah. TV. Let's string let's it out. Let's get new tires let's for the car. Let's string it out, sure. Yeah, let's, you know, let's do this. I got a lot, of, a lot of friends in the business that, hey, they got some pretty good sized checks. They're gonna, you know, go out, get a vacation, get this, and then I'll come back to it after I need the money. Yeah. Last point from me though, and I'm gonna direct this to you, Georgie, because I think this is right up your alley. Here's the time now. The time now to where you have positions and you're looking through growth within your organization for folks. Tell people now's the time to get back to work. If you want to show operators that you're not dragging your heels, that you're ready to get back to work, that the opportunities are there. Talk to people and tell them to get back to work. Yeah, I mean, if you love the restaurant business and you made a career of it and it's your life choice, this is a great time to get back in. This reopening, I, for the first time in a year, I see light at the end of the tunnel of this is starting to ease. I was scared to death in November and December. On that second shutdown, took the wind out of my sails. Now, I can actually see that we're, easing back towards a state of normalcy. Mm -hmm. And I think once we get there, 
it's not going to ever go back to where it went to before. The longer you wait, the slimmer the, picks in, the, the, the pickings will be, right? So when, when you engage yourself right now, and that's exactly what you guys are looking for. You're looking for those yeah. people to say, I'm going to take the incentives. I'm going to get there because right now, a lot of the sentiment that I've been reading and with my ear to the ground is a lot of these folks are taking chances and they're saying, you know what? Maybe there's a different steakhouse across town that I can be in a better position that with my being comfortable at, say, Joe's Egg's house, uh, then I'm going to take that chance. I'm going to go for that bigger and better job. And the opportunities are there right now, but you got to get back into them immediately. Yeah, you got to. I jump on it now. I think if you wait until June, July, those jobs are full. Yep. There's yep. a shuffling of the deck 100%. that's happening oh, yeah. 100%. right now. Yep. Shuffle the deck. Where do you land? I'll tell you what, the Modern Eater Show, these are the discussions that we want. Uh, this afternoon's been a fantastic thing of delicious fare. We ate some of the best foods, a seasonal menu that came out. Things are changing right now, and to get back to normal, if you want to be in this business, I don't think there's any better time to get into the business or to rejoin the business than right now. It's opportunity to plenty, and everybody's on the same playing field right now. Uh, James Doxon, thanks for spending the afternoon with us. Uh, so appreciated, yeah, it, it, thank you so much. It's always great to catch up with great minds, and George Eater, none better thanks than for, you, Thanks for friend. joining us. Um, you've, t you've taught us, uh, uh, really, community, Great staff, George Eater, he's the one. He always puts his hand up. How can I help out the community? It really shows. We've been through a lot together. We're going to continue to be through more. But if you want a great experience, you're going to want to come to Landmark Pizza Republica. There'll be more things to come for you downtown at the Downtown Pizza Republica. But I'll tell you what, from Jay Parker and myself, Greg Hollenbach, we thank you so much for joining us today. We learned about this great company. Farm Box Foods, and also talk to the Grape Juice Group. And uh, really enjoy catching up with He's Danny Keefe. He's a great storyteller. He'll be on the show some more. Uh, your staff here is fantastic. And one thing that you did so well is hang on to those key people. We did. They've been here. Uh, and, and it's a testament to you, George. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, we're going to wrap it up right here. It's time for dinner service. This is what we train for, boys. Love it. Dinner service and Friday it. night <laughs> in the Mile High City. That's it. It's the reason for the season. Springtime. Things are loosening back up. Support local, whatever you do, and get out to your local restaurant and have fun. Eat and tell the stories of your local community. The Modern Eater Show will continue.